please consider supporting the Wednesday blog by going to patreon.com slash s-t-h-o-s-d-k-a-n-e. Thanks. Welcome back to the Wednesday blog with me, Sean Kane. It's Wednesday, 30 August 2023. This week on the Wednesday blog, some thoughts on what it means to be a man in 2023. Inspired by Greta Gerwig's new film, Barbie. Yes, there are a handful of mild spoilers ahead. On Saturday, I went to see the new and widely acclaimed Barbie film after many weeks of hearing glowing reviews. I was particularly caught by one review in the New York Times which discussed how a dance scene featuring multiple Kens, Barbie's male companion, was reminiscent of and even nodding towards the work of the late great Irish-American son and dance man Gene Kelly, one of my favorite actors. So I went into this movie with that anticipation at seeing something approaching to Mr. Kelly's work again on the screen. And with a good humor about the whole experience, knowing this film is about a toy. And yet, as the film progressed, it became clear that it was not just a film about a toy, but a story about the roles which people hold in society as they are traditionally inspired and determined by their gender. It became clear to me that this film was both deep in its commentary and clever in its camp. I particularly loved the moments where the characters in speech, more so than in action, broke the fourth wall and joined the audience in the joke. Yet the core idea that there is a parallel world off the Pacific coast called Barbie Land, where the dolls created by Mattel live happy lives knowing what good they've brought to the human world, is something with far older roots. To me, this idea fit in with a sort of sense of heaven. A land beyond our mortal imaginings, where those who have made a good impact on the people around them end up, and rest on their sunny laurels side by side with other do-gooders. The idea of a place where the streets are paved with gold, and where people go to be good neighbors, fits too with the idealized image I admit to conjuring in my own imagination of California, especially on our darkest, coldest, and snowiest days here in the Midwest. I know all too well that this sunny dream is far from the reality of the Golden State, or any other place on Earth. Yet, without that dream, how can we bring such a place to life? In the Barbie film, the characters that I felt were intended to be my proxies in the story were the Kens, Barbie's doting male companions, and besides the one, Alan, the only guys in Barbie land. To be honest, though, None of the Kens really stood out to me as someone who I could recognize in myself. Sure, when I've had crushes or begin to feel affection for a particular woman, I've longed for her to notice me and signal that the affection is mutual. Yet, the idea that men ought to be like the Kens, in the same way that each Barbie represents a different type of accomplished woman, feels limiting to me. 
I actually felt more of a connection to the one Alan in Barbie Land, because he at least could see what was going on around him, in part because of his isolation from everyone else. Michael Cena played the awkwardness of being the only person with a level of realization about the goings-on around him that fits those of us who often watch the social scene unfold around us. What struck me most about the Kens was how extreme their swings were, from docile doting admirers of the Barbies to overacting and overcompensating defenders of patriarchy, with a strange fascination for horses. Ryan Gosling's Ken in particular seemed to draw a great deal of his character, especially when he took over Barbie Land from William Zabka's character Johnny Lawrence in the Karate Kid franchise, and most recently in the wonderfully silly Cobra Kai series on Netflix that I personally love. All the flaws of that hypermasculinity best characterized in the muscleman action films of the 80s was visible in Gosling's Ken, and this represents one image of the ideal American man which we still see in our society. He's the kind of person who has the potential to gain power or high status in business, yet lacks the depth and self-awareness to make him an emotionally mature adult. I've known a lot of people like this, and in many ways, they are one side of the big spectrum of what I'd call the guy, the average American male. I've been thinking about writing something called the guy for a while, and I may still go all the way and write a novel with that title, describing the average American man just trying to go about his life. To me, when I think of this guy, he's somewhat of a cross between Harold Lloyd's character in The Freshman, 1925, or Robert Petrie on The Dick Van Dyke Show, or, more recently, Adam Scott's character Mark Scout in the recent Apple TV series Severance. The guy is the straight man in his world, Yet, he could be the comic to those around him, and not be in on the joke. He sees his life as not quite what he dreamed of, but he appreciates what he has and dreams of better things. He might be in a relationship or married. He might be gay or straight. He could be of any ethnic or racial background. What's important is that he knows who he is, and has found a culture to make his own. In some ways, I tend to think of myself as the guy. I certainly haven't had a normal American story. I've traveled, and I'm only now at 30 starting my first full-time job. Yet in many ways, I recognize that I have less control over the world around me than I'd like. And so I hang on to what I can and go with the flow. The guy relies on others, whether consciously or not, and appreciates being seen and heard even if he may not be comfortable admitting it. The guy might like watching sports, but isn't necessarily an athlete. All around, the guy is the Illinois of American males, about as ordinary and run-of-the-mill as you can imagine, with some interesting bits here and there in his life. So, watching the Kens take the stage together in that Gene Kelly-inspired dance number at the end of Barbie, I got what they were trying to do, but they were all on such a far extreme end of being a guy for me that I had a hard time emotionally connecting with them. But then again, they represent the ideal American male in our popular culture, the popular guys in school who became the fraternity brothers in college, and eventually the corporate executives in their careers. That's not me, and I'm okay with that. <laughs>
I like it when I see other people accept that they don't fit this ideal definition of manhood. Yet, I worry when some who do accept that fact then also lose interest in trying to better themselves, when they lose interest in becoming their own ideal self. That goal should never be forgotten for the sake of convenience. The best thing about the guy, above all else, is that in his finest moments, he remembers to dream of better tomorrows, and will even find a way to make it happen. Our society needs guys like that to keep imagining a better future, and how we could make that happen. They are the ones who Aaron Copeland honored with his New Deal-era fanfare for the common man. When I picture the guy in my mind, it is often in the style of the New Deal artists, the WPA painters, whose murals decorate many public buildings across this country, now 90 years after the New Deal began. Like all of Gene Kelly's characters, the guy can dream, and will be remembered as someone who makes those dreams come to life. The Wednesday Blog is written, read, and produced by me, Sean Kane, and I also came up with the theme music. You can learn more about my work by going to linktree slash Kane. That's L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash S-T-H-O-S-D-K-A-N-E. There you'll learn more about my website and my blog. Thanks. Thanks as always to my regular listeners, including monthly supporters Elizabeth Duke, John Lundy, and Alex Brisson. You can learn about how to support this podcast and join them for $5 a month by going to patreon.com slash S-T-H-O-S-D-K-A-N-E. I appreciate all the help they provide. Thanks. This podcast is distributed by Spotify. Learn more at podcasters.spotify.com.